Good morning. Welcome to Conversations with Friends with Mary Omwake, exploring ways to live our lives more fully in this wonderful world. We welcome your calls and thoughts at 242-7800. Conversations with Friends is brought to you on KAOI by Unity of Maui, where the heart is at home. Now, here's your host, Mary Omwake. Blessings to everybody. Christmas has passed, but the Spirit is still with us. Good morning, Jim. Good morning, Mary. It is. And and, and I, when we spoke early this morning, you said, Merry Christmas. I said, it's over. No. And you said, no, it just keeps going. It does. Once you know that love is in your heart and you realize that it really is uh, Christianity's version of God's endearing eternal love story with humanity. Mm-hmm. That it really is the birth of the divine awareness in all people. So it's it goes on and on and on as long as people keep choosing love and joy and peace. And that's my intention. That's beautiful. Now, how long do you carry this Christmas feeling throughout the whole... Now, I know you want to say throughout the whole year, Jim, but... In reality, no, she's looking at me like, what are you talking about? <laughs> well, but that's I mean, the intention, right? It's like the season you for te- peace. You were exactly. saying that you like you can kind of prolong Christmas well into January. Well, that's no, that's just my part of personal, personal, because well, I love saying. Christmas. I love the trees and the wreaths and the angels and the Santas. So I do keep my decorations up until my birthday, and I open one present a day. Mm-hmm. You know, I got that from the Jewish tradition, eight, and I thought eight's not nearly good enough a for a whole, child of a God. So I just go and go and go, and boy, I'll tell you, my tree is packed. I mean, packed. I've opened a present this morning, was very dear to me, and wept. I write my thank you note, and that way I can s- spend that day sending blessings. So it's kind of like, sort of like savoring. It's like when you go out for sushi and you just savor each piece. <laughs> well, I'm not a sushi fan, okay, but, but so those are those, those, so those the audience who are listening go, uh-huh, okay, they uh-huh. all know. Yeah, yeah, it's so like, it's you know, you open all experience. your presents. You know, as a kid, do you remember opening all the presents? I used to watch my grandson, my son, like, like you know, I'd spend like three months and a year's salary. Yeah, terrifying. And like 12 <laughs> minutes tops, 12 minutes tops if we were taking pictures, right. you know, and then an hour and a half later, it's like, okay, yeah. okay. And I thought, you know, there's something off about this. Yeah. So one of the things I've been thinking about is, is um, I'm pretty much, except for children, this is my last year to give Christmas presents, because I love to give presents all year round, you know, mm-hmm. when I see something that I know is perfect for somebody, I love that. Mm-hmm. But you know, I, I, the day they're going to bring back a hundred billion dollars of gifts are going to be returned. One hundred billion dollars returned. That's, that's now, a lot. I've never returned a gift, so I mean, I'm thinking there's a lot of people like me that just <laughs> find a place in the closet and you know, after a good time, take them down to Women Helping Women, or hopefully pass it on, or mm-hmm. or you die and somebody else gives it away for you. Um, but you know, so I, I just children, of course, but you have to give the gifts. But I just meant set that intention. To, um, you know, as I always do, like as I go through, I buy when I travel, when I find something in a store. And, you know, it just, but when I open a present, as I do now, one a day, I get to spend instead of the whole day of just, you know, wrap, opening presents mm-hmm. and forgetting it. And then um, I open the present and write the thank you and hold them in my prayers That's and awesome. blessings. I just love that. That's a great idea. So it is, it is just like savoring the sushi, Mary. Okay. <laughs> if you like sushi. If you like sushi. But, you know, it's just so good. And and we've got a, a wonderful, a wonderful program, Conversations with Friends, because, you know, we live in a world of change. And Maui County, I've been here six and a half years, and we've had three mayors. Mm-hmm. And something I didn't know because I wasn't that connected is every time you get a new mayor, you get a whole set of directors and assistant directors. A whole staff and changes. A whole staff changes, which I mean, I'm not going to make a comment on that because I think that's another point of view that someone might take a really good look at if they were willing to. Because I do know that every leader gets desires to and deserves to have their team in place to support them. On the other hand, my gosh, everybody that's in the flow, I mean, anyway, we'll, we'll stay in the it's divine like from flow. A, a Thomas Nast cartoon from the 1800s to the <laughs> victor goes the spoils, and that's in politics. It's like everything, and it's mm, and it may not mm. be ready right anymore. So um, we do have a great show, as you we said. We have, a, we have a couple of great guests. Our first guest is Rob Parsons, who um, is a 29-year veteran to the island, and he's been working uh, in the mayor's office uh, as a community leader serving in the environmental arena. And then the second half of our program, because this is the time of year, if I think if people are wise, that they really do a good inventory of their year. Mm-hmm. You know, there's not a business on the planet that survives mm-hmm. without doing really good inventories, mm-hmm. like which part of my product, my sales is working. What, what's selling? What's yeah. really, and what's really, being returned and, and after what's Christmas. really, and yeah, and what really is bringing. Um, 
the, the, the fruit of whatever the intention is. Well, mm-hmm. in our own lives, so few people do a real rigorous inventory on a regular basis. Mm-hmm. People who work a 12-step program, I think, will tell you, and Benjamin Franklin was the great teacher of it, but in, unless you look at your own life and you see which practices and which attitudes are, are reaping the kind of results that I want and what part of my life is really in a flow mm-hmm. and working well, and you want to really appreciate that because every good inventory really focuses on your strengths. Mm-hmm. But, you know, unless you're rigorously honest about patterns and programming and actions and activities, um, and, and bring them up because some of the things that saved my life as a child just don't work anymore. Mm-hmm. You know, throwing a temper tantrum at three may have gotten me the Cupid doll, you know, but doing it at 29 or 40, it's really unattractive mm-hmm. for those of you who th- still throw temper tantrums. And I know adults who are in their 30s, 40s, and 50s who actually still behave like a three-year-old. I know them, too. And, and they, it's just not cute anymore. And the fact is some people surrender and give in to it, but it doesn't build the, the world you want to live mm-hmm. in. So it's just that kind of thing. It's knowing that you can change and choose um, when you become aware. You really can't mm-hmm. change much until you become aware and until you get a certain amount of unconditional love flowing. Mm-hmm. You know, true transformation is in a field of unconditional love. That's why I love unity and all the practices that, that let you know how much you're loved and how precious you are no matter how goofy you've been. <laughs> and <laughs> But you're so loved. And until you are able to take 100% responsibility. So our second guest will be Denny Grace mm-hmm. and she's part of our chaplain team but she also has a passion for goal setting and vision boarding and, and, you know, using some simple tools of transforming your consciousness. So we'll be talking to her. That's awesome. So it's, it's a great process. So it's a great for, process. For that in our second half hour. And and I do want to, just before we talk to Rob, I want to remind everybody, we have a new Sunday location through January, December through January, 10 o'clock, new time, 10 o'clock at the Seventh-day Adventist Church. And the only Sunday we won't be there will be January 14th, and we'll let you know about that. We'll be at the Dunes, but we'll be at the Seventh-day Adventist Church, regular, beautiful environment. They are so precious there. They have such a great prayer ministry, such a, a vibrant ministry, and they're letting us come on Sundays because they meet on Saturdays. So we do send blessings galore to the Seventh-day Adventist community and to the Unity family to uh, find us on Kahalui. <laughs> We're there, and the same love is flowing. And... Um, just a really, really good time. So, you want to introduce our guest? Because I'm excited. I, I, I was wonderful to have him here. He's been on the island for 29 years, Rob. Welcome. Thank Nobody you. I know has been here 29 <laughs> years unless he was I'm born really here. I'm really pleased yeah. to be here with you today. And how long have you been involved in county government in those 29 years? You've been an act. You've been very involved in the in the community, but how long in the county government? Well, it depends on how you define involved with county government. I have been with Mayor Arakawa's administration since he took office four years ago in mm-hmm. January of 2003. Uh, I actually um, ran a couple of political campaigns previously to that. I ran for a county council seat in the year 2000, and I ran for mayor in 2002. Mm-hmm. And in both cases, I think we raised some important um, quality of life issues, some important environmental issues Mm -hmm. and land use and planning that probably wouldn't have been addressed to that degree that they were had we not tossed our hats in the political ring. Mm -hmm. So actually, you know, I would say that that maybe in the early 90s I started getting a sense that uh, things were changing around me and, you know, the population has more than doubled in the 29 years I've lived here and we see changes around us and some of it's better for the better and some of it just you kind of scratch your head and say, is this the direction our island community really should be going in? And so I, I started getting a little bit involved with uh, community associations with Maui Tomorrow, with Sierra Club and started attending planning commission meetings, council meetings, and that drew me to the level of involvement that the mayor brought me in. And when you and when you came in, you were appointed the f- in Maui right. County's first environmental director. Correct. Correct. And wh- what is that? What what was what was your responsibility in that position? Well, we um, kind of entered into new territory. I I saw myself as environmental coordinator, as one who would facilitate communication within the county departments, because sometimes planning department doesn't know what public works is doing or they don't know what the council's plans are for something and also uh, working with the state I have sat in on DLNR, Department of Land and Natural Resources meetings on a monthly basis with the Maui managers 
for the past four years, and that's been a very fruitful partnership. They have a better understanding if they need an issue um, brought forth with the county of who to go to and vice versa. We have worked together very well, and that never happened before. I showed up the first meeting and walked in, and they said, you're from the mayor's office? You're with the county? So they never cared about what you know, what mm-hmm. we were doing before. I said, come on in. Oh, yeah, so, <laughs> so, so it, was a sh- it, was a sh- yeah. it was a total shift. And, and I think if people would look at the county website, uh, MauiCounty.gov, and look at mayor's office, then look at environmental, there's a We've put up a few web pages there mm-hmm. that link to about 30 or 40 different partner organizations and agencies. That are all so, involved here in Maui County. Sure. Yeah. Yeah, and throughout the state as yeah. well. And so they're one click away of learning a tremendous amount more about that organization and their efforts and their needs. And if people are really moved to do something here to protect and preserve Maui's precious environment and natural resources, that's a quick way to do it. What do you see as the biggest threat to Maui's natural resources? Oh, um, if you had to pick one, I, one is is tough. You know, there's there's a there's a top three. I guess okay. you know that. Um, well, do the top three then. What are the top three? You in know, your, in, in invasive invasive species has gotten a lot of airplay over the last four years, and that's good. Things like the coqui frog and myconia. And, and those are those are the poster children. But right. there are there are other uh, animals. I mean, the Axis deer population has has gone unchecked, mm-hmm. and that's that's one that could have some impacts on Kula farmers, just on all kinds of people. It, there could be enough of a population increase there that, you know, there's a lot more collisions on the roads and things like that. So that one hasn't really, you know, we don't have enough money. We don't have enough funding. I guess the, the, one of the threats, Jim and Mary and our listeners, is just that we don't allocate enough of our budget resources. And it's, you know, the Maui News has put over the years, many, many editorials saying we're not taking care of the most precious thing that draws people to our islands and those of us that live here that inspires us on a daily basis. Boy, I'll tell you, um, there's some people who should, I wish we could do a congressional oversight when I drive on the West Maui side oh and there's no more view of the ocean. Yeah, now we, that they've, now between Kanapali and up to Kahana, it's gone. It's solid six-story block-by-block buildings. You're right. The reason people choose Maui and the reason we have a bursting economy is not because we're keeping building, because tourists keep coming and dropping. How many millions was it in every week? So, um, you know, I I just wish somebody would sit down and really look at a 20, 40, 60-year plan because we're going to lose it fast. And and we're not not that far away. And then they're going to go to Kauai or wherever. They're not going to, you know... People right, are going to spend right. their dollar where they can get a real vacation, mm-hmm. and they can get a wall-to-wall. They can go to Miami Beach if you want to see wall-to-wall mm-hmm. high-rise. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, that's just me. But if you really look at our economy, it's the tourists that brings the money. And more so on, in Maui County than in other counties in the state. We are uh, something like 41% dependent upon the tourist economy here. Right. So it's it's uh on one hand we look at it at success, but yet if you if you look at the underlying foundation of it, it's not something that's sustainable. Any world event, weather event, economic downturn could really kind of turn off the tap that's flowing into our state. And this calls for, you know, much greater as you said long-range planning, 50-year planning for sustainability of what kind of economy will sustain us 50 years from now. Well, look at Nevada. I mean, look what it did with technology, brought in clean technology. And, uh, yes, they've got gambling there, but they brought in high-tech, green technology that didn't pollute, and they just, they've got a great economy going there. So, I mean, there's just models that we have to look at. There are great models And if you could there. live in Maui or live in Nevada, <laughs> and even if it was a slight tax differential, where would you live? Mm-hmm. So tech companies can live anywhere on the planet. Why not here? I mean, it seems like technology is a great place to look at. Well, I've heard oftentimes, and perhaps you have too, why can't Maui lead the way? Why can't we be an example of sustainability and renewable energies and all of this? And then we have even another reason to bring people here, have a yearly conference, a, mm-hmm. you know, a biofuel conference, whatever it may be, that, that we can integrate, you know, uh, linking the past lessons of the Hawaiian culture with what's going to work in the future because the the Hawaiian culture did live here sustainably with about the same population that we have today. 
So, so, so is there a visionary it's... leader out there? I mean, I mean, it takes a great. Vi- I mean, it takes a Barack Obama. I mean, it takes someone that is so able to bring all the diverse culture together and the diverse people and speak a, a visionary language because only vision can pull us up, don't you think? I mean, it takes huge vision of what we could sure be. Sure, it does. Sure, and someone, as you say, that can explicate that uh, in in a way that really touches people right. and 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 they feel on a deep level that they you know they want to be with the team so uh, the the people in their beautiful fabulous gated homes and the people that the hawaiians that have this land and um all the people in between most of us could really get behind it you know what's the vision big enough that is renewable construction isn't because once construction's done and you ha- it's like feeding an addiction really because it ha- it's an hourly labor right, right. um so, I mean, you know, that's what it needs, the big out-of-box thinkers. And I just, maybe now that you won't be working in government, maybe you'll pull that group together. Well, uh, <laughs> I, I, I did get my notice from the mayor-elect that uh, she wouldn't be retaining my services in mm-hmm. the new year. And mm-hmm. uh, actually, I'm going to uh, request that she keep me on through the month of January as a temporary hire because I think a period of transition for a smooth transition to to bring someone up to speed on just what I've focused on for the four years is the, a number of important environmental issues is essential. Mm-hmm. And I hope that she'll agree. But, you know, I, I, there just hasn't been a lot of communication. In fact, some of my colleagues haven't yet heard if they'll uh, if Friday will be their last day or if they'll be staying on so it's you know I, I know that any incoming administration has a so lot to much do. to do I mean that's that's the thing that I questioned right in the beginning of every <laughs> four years you like turn your major I mean you'd if Charmaine was absolutely branch. the most impeccably organized with her hand on the pulse of everybody who's anybody it would almost be impossible I mean wouldn't it I mean to turn every department head and get the very best interview them get vision statements get you know well, what occurs to me is that you can bring in the most talented people from from the islands or from elsewhere mm-hmm. and they still won't have the institutional knowledge that people that oh, have been exactly. showing up day go. in day out yeah. for the past four years mm-hmm. or much longer mm-hmm. possess yeah uh, so you know the, there will be challenges there will be a period of transition and to get back to your earlier thought about what what I might be doing outside of government, I strongly feel that I will, you know, um, be, be seeking and creating an opportunity to continue the environmental efforts that are dear to my heart, mm. and I think to many people in this community, because I've heard from so many of the people out there that they're just grateful that uh, our mayor has highlighted the environment and that, you know, it's something that resonates with them. And, let me you go, know, <laughs> go let ahead, me go, Let me go back to the question yeah. I started with. You said there were three issues, and one of them you said was invasive species. The second one is I would the say, money. I, yeah, the need for greater awareness. And, and um, the third? And funding. Well, as far as the funding, you know, there, there's some good news the day before Christmas in the paper is yeah. that the state budget, which is about a $5 billion budget, uh, Increased or proposed to increase for DLNR um, up to $102 million for the uh, fiscal year 2008. And that's great. Just um, back in 2002, it was only $60 million. So, so it's more money going to DLNR is Department of Land and Natural Resources. Correct. More money going there. What does that in, in, in the mean state for Maui budget. County? Well, one of the, one of the uh, primary things it means is that the enforcement Officers will have the possibility of adding six to eight more Isn't officers. How many? In, I heard there are just a handful of enforcement officers there for are, the entire island. There are for the entire county. Uh, there are a county, yeah, somewhere in the neighborhood of twelve to fifteen <laughs> who have to control all this <laughs> yeah. beach. Fr- I mean, sure. how many uh, miles does night the county? And, night and day, and yeah. they also got pulled into cruise ship duty wow. at Lahaina Harbor on the days that there are cruise ships docked out there. So mm-hmm. that even further. Um, Dissipate, challenge dissipates their, their uh, yeah. Uh, so anyway, th- that's that's some some good news there. So the extra money will help hire more DLNR uh, right. enforcement agents. Right, and and I hope that that our new council members will get the message uh, loud and clear from our community, and especially from the organizations that I've been fortunate enough to work with over the past four years. So what's that number three on that num- on that three. list? Because I'm because I'm really intrigued. So okay. it's it's not having enough enough money. It's the invasive species species which include everything from cokey frogs to to deer and and the th- the third issue that you see is as real big well 
We, we did mention long-range planning and sustainability. Um, I, I would say that that's in there, but I'm going to put it under a broader umbrella and mm-hmm. just say more education for all of our community members mm-hmm. so that they can understand how they can be a part of the solution. So, yes, we absolutely need a visionary leader to to explain the roadmap to us of how we get from where we are to where we want to go. And then we need um, we need people to realize that they're a part of it. Mm-hmm. I, I believe that, you know, government works best when, when people don't leave their responsibility at the voting booth. Mm-hmm. Uh, so but but get involved in mm-hmm. some way with some mm-hmm. aspect mm-hmm. of shaping mm-hmm. what happens in our community. Now, the whole issue of global warming has certainly been something that a lot of people are getting more and more interested in. Movies like um, Al Gore's wonderful movie and Inconvenient Truth have really helped to spark that interest. I know that you were involved in a meeting with, with different mayors from around the country, 200 mayors nationwide, in support of the Kyoto Protocol, which obviously relates to the issue of global warming. Tell us about that. Well, um, I, I wasn't directly involved in, in a meeting. However, uh, about a year and a half ago, Mayor Arakawa saw that there was an, an initiative begun by Seattle's mayor uh, since our president hadn't signed on to the Kyoto Protocol right. to, the re- only to, to reduce um, greenhouse gas emissions, carbon dioxide and others, to a level 5% less than 1990 levels uh, permitted. Um, the Seattle mayor said, I'm going to pledge that my city will do everything to meet these goals, even if it's not mandated by our, our federal government. Seattle and event. so at the time Mayor Arcoa signed on, there was about a hun- he was about 130th on the list. Now I think it's grown to about 300 mayors nationwide that, that said, we are going to do what we can to That's support awesome. this initiative. And, and didn't the state of California do that as well? I mean, didn't, they, didn't Schwarzenegger say that he was going to turn back the um, environmental emission standards back to, you know, 1980 standards, which would have effectively uh, improved the environment by 30% or something by 2010? Yes. I believe their goal is 25% um, electricity generation and transportation generation um, by the year 2020. Yeah. And our our governor, Lingle, has signed in a similar initiative, which is 20% renewable by the year 2020. Yeah. And that sounds great. We're heading in the right direction. And yet, that means we'd still be 80% dependable on fossil fuel mm-hmm. imports. So my question is, do we have the sense of urgency that's needed to get us to where we want to go? We could have been solar by now. Sure. I mean, every every home, especially anybody in California and Maui, mm-hmm. yeah. could all be solar, yeah. which would be huge. Um, we had the knowledge. In, but what would we have the knowledge now had we... You know, the same technology got us to the moon can handle this problem. They'd be able to do it in Seattle. Yep, it's priorities. Yeah, it's priorities, and um, so and so that that speaks to like the mayors, uh, similar to what we're talking about on Maui, just at a different level. Mayors are kind of the low level of government. You know, when you think of state and national and global, Very local. and yet they came together and connected and started to, I think they came out against the war. There was a huge um, movement of mayors against the war before mm-hmm. we went to war with Iraq. So there, in the, the same movement, the grassroots movement, and at the top leadership visionary and the grassroots involvement, because there is no democracy until people are informed right. and people care. Right, and that's that's why it's great to be here with you, with your overwhelming optimism and positivity, <laughs> and the message that you, which is really a grassroots message to the people, mm-hmm. to remind them of the blessings we have in our daily mm-hmm. lives, and mm-hmm. not to get caught up in the negative cycle of negative thoughts. And you know, there there are a lot of problems in the world, but we can go forth with the kind of positivity and optimism that's going to carry us through. I just remind people about Y2K2 that they were sure and and (laughs) could have potentially had they not Mm -hmm. decided. And most of the world went blithely on its way. You know, like, and they had big, if you remember, Time Magazine and every CNN, it was Y2K to two years, you know, two years. But the smartest people on the planet set to work on it. They didn't just say, oh, no problem. They set to work on it 
And had they not set to work on it, it could have broken down. And they put money behind it. They put money, and as you say, the smartest people worked on it. The smartest people, some of them I knew, were actually very concerned about it. I mean, they were really, really concerned about it. It was a real thing. They did work on it. They did But they got it. it and they fixed it. They fixed and, it. And, and it that's the same thing with the global the warming. And, and the same thing with our environment. All of us love our children. And and yet, if we don't save the environment, our grandchildren mm-hmm. won't have it. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just, I just, I'm excited about the potential, you know, because we kind of swung as far as we can go, I think. Uh-huh. Although someone said it can't get any worse, and, and you don't want to challenge the universe <laughs> with that. You never want to tempt a universe of right. infinite, right. limitless possibilities. But, you know, we, what we can do is not spend so much time on what's wrong, but really focus on what our potential is and what's right. And I love you know, that you came to us today with, uh, you got a pink slip, and yet you still came with a positive solution that the, <laughs> the, the former mayor of Maui and the governor came in. And I like that about you because you're not just saying, oh, it's going to fall apart. You're saying, here, I want to be on the transition team. I want to do my part to keep it moving. And when my time up in paid county service is over, the universe is going to open up something for me that's going to let me use all of these resources at a much higher level. Sure. So I believe that about you 100%. Sure. Thank you, and had you come in here and said, you won't believe how bad it is, the universe could have never done that for you. Well, or for the people that are out there complaining. Critic- so this is criticism really- only works if it's constructive criticism. Mm-hmm. And, and I believe in that. Mm-hmm. And you know, um, With a if, higher vision. It, it, you've got to have sure, a solution. Sure. No so fear to criticize if, without if a solution. We, if we're here to highlight problems or challenges, we better have a prospective solution as well. Otherwise, Mm. we're just grumbling. Mm. Well, I really appreciate everyone on Maui. I mean, I feel so honored because I did come as a latecomer. I've been here six and a half years. I'm one of those people that came and said, whoa, you could actually live here. I just thought this was a vacation place. And uh, to, to grow in wisdom, to honor the aloha that's here that welcomed me, um, to to let go of my greed and my the kind of values that I may have brought from the mainland and make that shift, it's been a transition. Um, but I feel like Maui has gifts to offer us that are so far beyond the beauty of perfect weather. Um, there's a vibration of frequency here, of oneness, of diversity. We're right in the middle of East and West. You know, when you think about back in the 80s and the 70s when the big thing was East meets West, Mm -hmm. we're it. (laughs) And so, I mean, there's a potential here um, to do something. And and, and I feel it's in people's hearts. And I I just um, honor everyone out there. I had dinner with Ram Dass this week, and one of the things they're working on, Rob, is a 503C that allow for very affordable burials at sea or uh, above-ground funeral pyres. Where and, and that since it's set up as a not-for-profit, people will be right. able to afford. Right. My wife's actually a board member. Is she? I, I'm very familiar oh, with okay. the people involved with that, and it's it, boy, that's a wonderful. Isn't it? And, um, and we can initiative. have them on all the time. That's an initiative. Um, and, and we could talk to people like you all the time. That uh, and we want to talk to people in conversation mm-hmm. with friends who, who have either a specific project. So call Jim, our producer, and at. Uh, Two four two nine three two seven at care at Unity. Yeah, two four two nine three two seven. Because we're not a political program, but we are a visionary program, and we believe that people with great ideas inspire other people to have good ideas. And when you connect them, there's a juice. You know, when ideas are joined. So I didn't know that your wife was on that board, but mm-hmm. it's a wonderful thing. And and I think there's hundreds of these projects outdoor Maui outdoor, and all the people buying the land, saving the coast, and. It's just a great time. And I'm really wanting to talk to people that are really committed to our children. Great, great. You're talking about the environment, but our our kids are a resource. One other thing I might mention Mm -hmm. is that um, we proposed, the mayor and I proposed uh, this past year, that Maui County establish an environmental resource center. And this would be a place that would not only benefit all the existing environmental efforts and organizations, but also students primarily mm-hmm. they would have a, a go-to place where there would be permanent displays and classroom uh, facilities mm-hmm. and uh, presentation opportunities and mm-hmm. it could be pilot projects mm-hmm. there we don't have something quite like that we've got the Hawaiian Nature Center which is more geared mm-hmm. to our visitors mm-hmm. we have the Ocean Center and the Whale Sanctuary which do some programs from time to time mm-hmm. but I'm I'm really enthusiastic about the idea of an of establishing a Maui County Environmental Resource Center, and it can be collaboratively funded and collaboratively 
uh, enjoyed and utilized as a huge service to this community and all who visit here. So that's well, maybe that's your next I, uh, next role. You uh, know, there is something <laughs> great for you. You have to know that for sure, and for Maui County, and for our new mayor. I, I I I thought we had a fine mayor, and I think we got a great new mayor. I mean, it's that we had two. Uh, the good news is it was so many times when you go to vote, it's like you have two bad choices. Yeah. And I th- felt this time you had two pretty good choices. And I'm, that's just looking at it from – and I do watch Akaku, so I do watch those hearings. And, and those guys, the council, they wrestle tough questions. And, boy, everybody's lobbying them like a little town. It's not like <laughs> the big – just like a little town, people coming in. and uh, But it is it is what it is. So – but let's set an intention to support you for this Environmental Resource Center. And if someone wanted to dialogue with you, get in touch with you, maybe have some ideas, how would they get in touch with you, Rob? Well, I'm sure uh, you'd want to hear, right? I mean, yes, of course. Yeah. If, if they want to do it this week, they can call me right up at my county office. I'll be there every day. <laughs> call them this week at the county Please. office. Uh, <laughs> and what why, number is that? <laughs> why wait? That's uh, 270-7960. And so they're, they're busy this week. How would they get it? Because you're going to be long-term in this. This is your passion. Sure. Um, well, you got an email? An email address you want to share? Or not? No. No? Okay. I put Rob him on Marston, the spot. I should have done that. It's County. If you want to find Rob, you'll find Rob. Indeed. Okay. All right. Okay. okay. Rob, thank you so much. for. I, I just figure people are driving. I don't want to write oh, things no. down. Well, some people are, but some people call in. So um, if you want to reach him, um, we'll we'll find a way. Um, anyway, we're just really grateful for the work you've done, and you, we hold the high watch with you and, and know that you have lots of allies on this side and the other to work with you and guide you, and blessings to your wife on her work with um, the 503C for burials, uh, affordable and Thank you. environmental. Yeah. And, and one of the things, just um, briefly, is because I saw you at the, the movie last Friday that my wife helped bring to, to our community. It was a movie about a great spiritual leader from India who's Amachi. Mm. And um, it was wonderful to, to share that with the community. And people could go to, to ama.org and see those wonderful uh, charitable efforts that she's put forth, building schools and hospitals and orphanages and affordable homes. But she also has an environmental uh, charitable effort called Green Friends, which Mm -hmm. plants thousands of trees. So uh, amazing being that she is. And uh, I saw a quote from Amma that says, only through love and compassion is the protection and preservation of nature possible? So I guess bottom line, you know, we can talk about dollars and everything else, but unless we really have that love and compassion for all the beings that in the universe around us, you know, mm-hmm. be it the smallest plant, fish, whatever it is, cokey frog. You cokey frog, <laughs> you're on your yeah. way to another right. environment. Right. We're, but, you know, the other thing about it, and I do, I, she said another thing, nature inspires compassion and love. So they work together. They're not, you yeah. know, it's just kind of like it, when you serve others, you become less selfish and love yeah. flows. And when love flows, you serve others. So they really are mutually just in wonderfully. This is Rob Parsons. He is your environmental coordinator for the county of Maui for one more week. And uh, call him at the county if you want to work on his next project, uh, an environmental um, center. What? What's the name? Maui County Environmental Resource Center is go. the working title for it. So and kids can come, yeah. tourists can you come, bet. you can come, find out what the land is, find out how to sustain it. Rob Parsons, you've done a good job. Thanks, Many Rob. Blessings. Thank you. It's delightful to be here Stay with, with you. Stay with the vision. Wish everybody happiest of New Year's. We're and you're a fortunate man to live your vision. All right. Mahalo. We're going to take a break, and when we come back, we're going to be speaking with Denny to learn about how to plan for the new year. We'll be Conversations right with Friends with Mary Omwake is a presentation of Unity on Maui. We are a trans-denominational community. If you'd like to join our families of sponsors on Conversations with Friends, please call us at Unity at 242-9327. There's a reason that Hawaii's premier mortgage company has successfully completed over $2 billion in loans for the people of Maui. With over 20 years of experience and a 99% loan completion rate, Trisha Morris and Premier Mortgage have earned the trust of thousands of Maui homeowners. Where mortgages are concerned, don't leave anything to chance. Go with number one. Call Trisha Morris and her team of magicians today. 874-8800. That's 874-8800 for Hawaii's premier mortgage company. And now, back to Conversations with Friends. 
We are back on the air. We also want to thank one of our sponsors who makes Conversations with Friends possible. Myrna Stone, you're an angel. And your magazine. Real Estate Maui Style. Is the best. It's the best real estate. It always not only has great houses for people. Though I love those pictures. I do. I love to look <laughs> at those pictures and dream. But I, what I like about it, the who's who in yeah. Maui real estate, yeah. and you get actual bio, bios, personal up close and personals, not just of the realtors, but of the uh, loan companies and of the um, title companies. And so you get to know who you're dealing with because obviously we live in a place where there are real estate agents everywhere, and it's kind of nice to get a little background and the who's who, and that's something that you can find in the magazine Maui I mean real estate Maui style and it's available outside Longs or all over the island it's in those racks of magazines and uh, it's a great magazine we encourage you to pick it up and as you look at all those houses those beautiful houses you know I know some people clip those and put those onto dream boards dream boards vision boards and set goals I know I um, ended up on Maui never dreaming it was possible except that I had pictures as I brushed my teeth in Kansas City at a beautiful huge master bathroom and I had pictures all of palm trees and sunsets and right where I brushed my teeth every day I had a picture Jim of um, it looked like off a ship it was just about seven palm trees with the ocean that's yeah. all you could see yeah. and when I bought my condo and I sit down I look at exactly that seven palm pictures trees. it's that's like wow and so we're talking with Denny Grace about how the mind creates. Denny, Without, welcome. Yeah, Happy New Denny Year, Grace. everyone. Happy New Year, uh, almost. And, and what, are you, what is the process that you're going through right now as you look at planning for your New Year? Well, you know, Jim, it's interesting you say that, and I really like the way you segued into clipping the pictures. Um, my mother um, was a is a religious science practitioner. When I was about eight years old, she gave me a little book called Treasure Mapping. Mm -hmm. And so I've been doing this since I was a child, been creating my life through this medium. It's one way to create the things to outpicture your goals. And I've been doing this since I was about nine, seven or eight years old with a little book, a Unity book actually, called Treasure Mapping. And what it is actually is um, it's an opportunity for you, me, or whoever to sit down, go through magazines. We do them all the time. There's fabulous pictures and the artwork and the advertising in magazines is just absolutely incredible. And we um, and the slogans, ah, you know, there's little slogans and sayings and all kinds of things that you can clip out and paste them on a board. As Mary said in her bathroom where she's brushing her teeth, just something of visual. It's a visual prayer, and it's something you just you look at every every day and and take that into your consciousness. And it just sort of just soaks into there. I do it, and I do a more high tech version. I just go on the web and find photos I like and just. You know, right-click on them, copy and save, <laughs> and I put it into Microsoft Word. And then you can create things that way, and it saves all the cutting and pasting. But it's just the idea. Why does it work? Why does it work? Because it helps you begin to focus on the things that are really true about you. Mm -hmm. It helps you begin to focus on uh, your wants, desires, and goals, basically, we we have goals we create them in our head we think about them periodically but when we take them out and put them into a picture form then we get to look at them and we're using more senses of our five physical senses we're using our vision we used our hands to create mm -hmm. it we're using our mind to look at it and it just begins to make it part of your dna mm -hmm. so to speak we're always creating there you know one of the things that is a foundation of new thought and I think the way the, the way the mind is, you cannot not create. Mm -hmm. So we create out of the way we've been patterned and programmed. So if you were patterned and programmed to live in a beautiful home as a child, to be in very loving relationships, drive wonderful cars, have all of your uh, careers unfold because that's all you saw. That's the picture that you actually have in your subconscious. And what we know is that will outpicture. But that's some correct. of us haven't, like at the time when I was, you know, looking at those pictures, I was... I was in a beautiful home, which I had sat as a librarian and looked at house beautifuls, and I sold houses after a librarian became a realtor. So I had images of beautiful homes. So I was living 
in Kansas City on a lake in a 4,000 square foot home with the big spiral staircase and absolutely gorgeous. However, it was very, very cold outside <laughs> and I was driving in my six car garage, but I mean, y'all was getting in there. But, uh, you know, I, I, this idea that never in my life did I think you could live on an ocean. Like live there. I thought you saved your money and vacation. In fact, that was my first goal, Denny. Was and my first. I did a treasure map. You call it a vision board, but it's. And I put put a picture of a hotel, you know, with the ocean and the sunset and all of that. But Mm -hmm. to live there, and so when you put these pictures in, what you're talking, and you're you're actually just giving a new picture for to come forth in your life. Right. It and I heard it on a. Uh, a statement. It's called a velvet. the The lifestyle you were talking about is called the velvet groove. The velvet groove. Right. I heard it in a movie the other day, and I thought, oh, you know, I'm going to use that someday. But velvet that's for people who've grown up living in mm-hmm. that lifestyle where they they don't know the difference. That they don't know that things aren't always that way, <laughs> and <laughs> so they've lived in a velvet groove. Mm-hmm. And um, and and I choose in my mind to do that mm-hmm. and to help me mm-hmm. out mm-hmm. picture that in my life I do the mind mapping treasure mapping yes. storyboarding there's uh, you know as many ways to say it as there is to do it um, I know you can even do it feng shui now oh my there's oh a my. feng shui book on storyboarding now you're actually because this is a passion you have you're starting and you're going to do this starting January is it the first week in January the first and third Thursdays of January at at Unity Church on High Street. I'm going to be doing, uh, helping people um, do this. And, you know, I got magazines, tons and tons of magazines, and tons and tons of stickers and sayings and Quotes. fun scissors and all kinds of things that, and the boards, the, the uh, cardboard to put it on mm-hmm. and help people to create these things. The, 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 the storyboards or the treasure maps. I and I think it. if you saw The Secret, um, John um, Asaraf talked about the picture of the home he was living in and how dramatic that was mm-hmm. for him. How, Which was a home that he had treasure mapped years earlier, put away in storage, moved several times. Finally, one day when he got to his new home, his, his son said, what's in that box? And he said, those are mind ma- or treasure maps. Let me show you what it is. And he pulled it out and he looked and he was totally blown away because the house on that treasure map that he had done years earlier was the exact same house right. that he had just moved into. Not a copy, not a duplicate, the exact, the exact same, home. same home. Isn't that? Now that has to blow your mind. Right. And so as um, uh, for my life, I have, as I said, done this most of my life. Um, I, um, my very first car was a clunker. As a teenager, and I'm sure everybody has had the the clunker experience. Here we call them Maui beaters. And I decided I was never going to drive a car like that again. And so about every four years, I find a car that I like, and I put it up on my storyboard. And I have to say that for the last, well, I won't tell you how old I am, but for the last several years, I've driven a car that's never older than four years old. And I've done the same thing. I'll share. Um, it's because I think the more you people hear how this works and it really manifests in real life, they may say, you know what? I'll try this myself. Um, I, I have a publishing company here in Maui called Maui Media. And a couple years ago, we had a, a publication that came out. And I wanted some real big national publicity on it. So I did a vision board and I put Oprah's picture on it and CNN and and uh, the Today Show. And guess what? We were on Oprah and the Today Show and CNN. And, and all of that came true. And all I did was the mastheads, you know, and just, and I did it in my high tech way where you write, right. go on the web and click the images. But the idea, and that's something that I, I framed. I, I got a frame at uh, Walmart for like two bucks and I put it up and it was facing, it was right facing my desk. And I looked at it every day. And when I took it down a, a year ago, I realized everything that I had put onto that. Uh, image came true. Right. Miraculously. Miraculously. And I didn't know how. So the velvet group. The vel- I, I, one of the things that I think is important too is when you give the mind the picture, then you get busy living your life. So uh, once you really know, you know, like this uh, picture, uh, you don't have to struggle with it. 
Mm-hmm. Um, yes, you can look at it in the morning. I like how you said it in the very beginning. You bring your feeling to it. You bring your excitement to it. And when you look at it, you're there. It's not like in my future because then that's all the universe can give you. <laughs> but when you look at it, especially framing it and putting it on mm-hmm. your desk, that's like a picture that's already happened. Yeah. So that's a great idea yeah. to put it in a really it nice was, frame. It was a, it was a nice like frame. That, it, right? it was a black frame with a, with a mat and everything. Yeah. And it just the looking at it really right. makes a difference. Well, mine hangs. I do one. It's this time, my time of the year to do one. I do one every January. Oh, so this is the this is the time of year I do it, and it hangs by my bed. And uh-huh. every morning, it's the first thing I see. The last thing I see before I go to sleep. The first thing I see oh, when I wake okay. up in the morning. Okay. And Good. when I do my gratitudes, I run through my gratitudes. That's part of my gratitudes. Mm-hmm. And um, I'm I manifested. Um, my retirement on Maui. Awesome. I, my husband and I have been That's married. That's right. You're younger than me, and That's you came right. here and retired. Well, we've been married 38 years, and what I knew from my process was that if I wanted something to manifest into my life, I needed to have a plan. Mm. And so when we were first married, we discussed our retirement. I wanted to have a long-term relationship. My parents had divorced after 25 years, and I was really wanting a long-term relationship. And so we planned our retirement. Um before we planned our life. That's fantastic. And our retirement was to a beach. We didn't have a name for the beach. We planned retirement to the beach where we'd have a lovely home and we'd have green grass. And and I have to say we live in Haiku in the most absolutely beautiful <laughs> little valley. And um, that was 38 years ago. So... It I doesn't like have to be. It works. It, it, works. it doesn't have to be an immediate thing that you're looking at. Mm-hmm. It can, you know, it, it's a lifetime experience. Now, have you ever done it in a book? I, I actually put mine. I haven't set any goals for years and years, and I thought I'm going to do it again. I'm just going to we do saying it. There, we were talking yesterday. This yeah, is a great time just, of year to do it. Mm-hmm. It is. Put it down in the book or. The pictures really make it, for me, it depends, I think, if you're a kinesthetic person or a visual person uh-huh. or an auditory right. person. Um, because and you can put it on a tape. Right. Absolutely. You know, Danny, you know, and one of the things we'll do on uh, at the Burning Bowl, which is Sunday, the t- this very Sunday at 10 a.m. at Seven Day Adventist, is after you release everything that you want to say goodbye to, every attitude, every mistake, every a- Addiction, every lack and limitation, let it go. Then we invite you to have an experience of just imagining that the divine is talking to you next year about the wonderful year you've lived and looking back. And you can write that or put it in pictures mm-hmm. or put it on a tape. Mm-hmm. Right. Like, Dear Denny, I just want to let you know how much it's been a joy walking through this year with you and watching you experience. And then you just talk about all of the things that are on your picture. So you're giving, like Jim, that's so important for people here, if you're not visual, mm-hmm. to honor the way Spirit has given you to access. The same way with guidance. Mm-hmm. You know, people are clairaudient or clairvisual, mm-hmm. you know, and, and so honor the path. But this is so exciting. Now you're doing this on a love offering basis. A love offering basis. First and third Thursday of every month. So right. if you miss one or you want maybe, because you can't do it all in one night. I well, mean, you don't if you do look it all, at all in one night. You're looking no. at different aspects of your life. But you're also going to realize goals. Yeah. So things are going to happen that all of a sudden you're going to go, like Jim said, wait a minute, all this has happened. I need to do this I need again. To change, yeah. yeah. So this is going to be an ongoing thing. We're going to invite people to just continue to come. There will be, um, I have a couple of books. Um, Treasure Mapping is one of the books. And I have another little book um, by Roy Jean Davis on um, uh, how to use your creative imagination. So there'll be a $10 first-time fee for materials. And then it'll be a love offering basis um, that'll go to the church. Because they actually get... Um, they'll get, they the get something in their hands. Right. So they're buying the books. Is and what they'll get doing. the poster board, and they get the access to all of the magazines that um, I've schlepped across the <laughs> Pacific Island. Ocean. And we have some, too, because we yeah. did this a couple of years ago. It's a real fun thing to do. Now, Denny, we don't have a lot of time left, but it's when's the first night? Um, is it the 4th? I think it's January 4th. That is a the Thursday. So you're starting Thursday. right off. So people right now, Jim, as you and Molly, that's his fiance, they were talking about, you know, this is the week you can set your goals, mm-hmm. or this is the week that you can, um, this is the week that you're... Um, this is the time to basically set the goals and look at what you want to do for the... And do your inventory do your to inventory, release yeah. what no longer serves you. How, clear that out, mm-hmm. and then be right, right, right there ready. at the very first. It's the first class we're offering in January. It's going to be um, Thursday night at what time? 6.45 to 8.45. 
We'll talk a little bit about goal setting. We'll talk about um, how to recognize when a goal's been manifest. Um, we'll talk about um, a little bit about the secret. And we're also going to do something, an added piece for all, for for everybody. Like you said, we want to get all the senses moving and working here. So we're going to do vision partnering mm, and a visioning prayer. So at the end, we'll spend about 30 minutes in prayer, visioning for each other, focusing and helping each other uh, put energy into their their boards and also learning how to for encouragement and support because we always need encouragement and support from our from our loved ones and our friends and what i've known in doing this um people become really close you get really it's fun it's a really fun fun thing to do and everyone's finding you're looking for what kind of picture and i've got this and um and, and, you know, sharing. different aspects of your life. When I do my pages, um, you know, like you, your spiritual aspect, right. your physical component, your relationships, like just sometimes it's just a word or just one vision. And sometimes it's just hundreds of little. So how do you do it, Mary? You, and you, you have a book. I put mine in a book. I haven't done it for a while, but I had what they called an image book, mm-hmm. which uh, I got from Jack Boland. Right. And uh, because it's like... The little composition book, the little yeah. black and white composition book. Well, no, books. actually, what I've got is a gorgeous handmade, um, you know, when they do picture albums and they have those plastic mm-hmm. things that open up. So I would, I had a beautiful, I have two of them, handmade and then put inside pictures that I just would look at and love. Because one of the things about the way the mind creates is what it loves, it draws to Mm -hmm. itself. And what people don't understand is what you hate. You also draw to yourself. <laughs> and so all the t- every time you say, oh, I don't want to be fat anymore. I don't want to be old anymore. I don't want to b- that boss anymore. I don't want that government anymore. I don't want the tourist in Maui. Whatever you're saying I don't want, you might as well say, oh, good, good, good. Because the universe come, come. doesn't have a clue about don't want. It only goes where I put my attention. So this, I loved what you said. It's the first thing you see in the morning and the last thing you see at night. And what a fun way to start the new year and make new friends and this prayer partnership with just someone else to believe for you and get excited for you because they don't have any of your resistance. Exactly. It's so easy for me to see you have whatever the dream is. Exactly. It, there's nothing in me that says you can't because I'm not overcoming your samskara and your your karma. I'm only seeing this magnificent being of God. So we just want to invite everybody to um, set an intention to make this the best year you've ever had. Exactly. And, and to start it by... Going inside yourself, doing this process, going inside of yourself and finding out what it is you really want. I was, I know people who have problems saying, I want this, I want this, I want this, but they don't stop long enough to see what this is, Mm -hmm. you know, and, and as you were saying, you do different um, spirituality. That's kind of the, the concept of the, um, uh, feng shui Mm. is to put spiritual in one corner um, physical in another, um, emotional, mental, so that you kind of cover all your bases. And one of the things, too, it is about spiritual growth, development, and unfoldment. And there is an appropriate time to transform your consciousness. And then there's an appropriate time to give this all up. So, But if you can't manifest your dreams, that's the Earth School curriculum. Mm-hmm. If you can't pay your rent, that's the Earth School curriculum. Right. Once you can do that, that frees you up to advance on your spiritual growth, right. development, and unfoldment. So this isn't the final step, but this is a very critical step in the transformation of your subconscious to know God is good all the time. Once you get to God is good all the time, then you live in perpetual overflow of this. But this is doing your earth school curriculum, changing the thoughts and beliefs and pictures. So what a great thing you're doing, Denny. Thursday nights, Every Thursday, the Every first other and Thursday. the third. It's the first and third. First and the third. Denny Grace at Unity. Go online, unityonmaui.org, and you'll see School of Spiritual Transformation and Leadership. And Rob Parsons came back in, and his email is robparsons, one word, at earthlink.net if you'd like to help him. Rob Parsons at earthlink.net if you'd like to be a part of the environmental force on Maui. And join us this Sunday at the Seventh-day Adventist Church at 10 a.m. Silence at... Uh, 9.30. Aloha, everybody. Make it the best week. And don't take anything you don't want to live into 2007. Aloha. Aloha. Aloha.